0: Welcome to Shofar Cape Town South Sermon Podcast. We trust that today's message will edify and strengthen your faith. So I want to continue off from the ministry, and isn't God amazing? Um, should I say that again? Because it, it was just a little bit awkward there when I was just the only one to think that. So isn't God amazing? Amen. That's a little bit better. Hopefully, we'll end off resoundingly convinced that God is amazing by the end of the service. All right, so I'm not going to be long, but I do want to do want to just pick up from just one of those words, and this is just a serious point. This is a really important point, but um, I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to share this, but I just felt such an urgency to just say it again. If you're feeling suicidal thoughts for the first time in your life, or suddenly you're depressed, um, Make sure that you don't keep it to yourself, all right? Make sure this is family, and I'm going to be just giving us a couple of pointers tonight on um, a Jesus family, what a Jesus family, what a Jesus community looks like. Um, but the first thing you do, and don't wait for it, you must actually in this, in this service, you know, just if those are some thoughts that you've recognized, even if you haven't sort of responded to it or anything, but I want to encourage you, um, a couple of years ago, Um, We had a service, and a a, a certain guy responded. He said he had these, it was a a word of knowledge, very specific, um, and he responded, but he didn't, he didn't act upon that word. He didn't, um, you know, he didn't respond, and he didn't open up concerning what had happened. And so what happens is, is the enemy targets you, and he isolates you. That's always how the enemy works. He gets you into a corner. And if you're there stuck by yourself, then he's got you right where he wants you, right? Then he begins to um, confuse your emotions and so on and so forth. And then, long story short, guy ended up uh, um, committing suicide, right? Because he had not recognized um, what was of his, himself or what was of God. And, and this, God had turned that situation in, around in a beautiful way um, where Matthew was doing the the, the ceremony and many came to the Lord. So, you know, even in that terrible tragedy, God could come and he could use his life as a seed for many to come to salvation. That's a beautiful story. Um, but make sure you build community. And that's, that's in essence the point I'm making tonight is, you know, Jesus had always come to teach us relationship. He didn't come to bring us facts or information He taught us firstly what it means to know the Father, right? Um, Jesus was always talking about His Father, right? You remember, if you look at the Gospels, remember reading Jesus saying, I only do what I see the Father Father doing. Um, So close that Jesus would be so dependent on God that He would only do what God instructs Him, right? That's the sort of intimacy that He had with the Father. And so He teaches He teaches us and he gives us his word so that we could know him, right? Isn't that amazing? And then he spends three years with 12 people, a couple more, but the 12 that were the closest to him, and he teaches them one thing. All the parables, all the stories, all the situational teachings, all of it was meant to teach them one thing, and that is relationship. Relationship with God the Father and relationship with one another. No wonder when you know the the the, the, uh, um, the rich young man comes to Jesus and he says to him, What shall I do um to to you know to fulfill the commandments? Uh Jesus says you know, then su- he summarizes and he says, uh all these all the commandments are taken together in loving the Lord your God and loving your neighbour as yourself. Right? So in essence, Jesus taught, taught us how to be a Jesus community, right? And, and look at Jesus, look at his disciples and how, how they grew together and how they learned um, the ability to live life uh, vulnerably, right? Because you, you cannot have real friendship and real community if you keep people at a distance. Amen? Who knows that, right? If you keep people at a distance, you never share of your heart, Right, you're never gonna experience intimacy and community. Right? But at the same time, you need to first have community with God. Otherwise, community this way isn't gonna make sense. It's not gonna work out, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be real and authentic, and it's not you're gonna be set up for disappointments. Because no person, no matter how cool and amazing they are. Can be like Jesus, all right? No one can take the Jesus gap, right? In your heart, it's just Jesus. He's the only one that is able to. He's the only one that's perfect. So, there's a little diagram on the screen. So, let's take a little family, and it supplies to community. You'll see in a second. But say God is, you know, is is part of this. It's a, it's a it's a family that. Um, is open to the idea of God. So the great news is God loves you. Revelations chapter 3 says, speaks to the church, and, he, and, and Jesus says, um, I like this about you, I like this, I like this, but I've got one thing, thing against you. You've walked away from your first love. And, you know, these were people that were following God, and they did things for Jesus. But Jesus says, but you've, you're missing the point because you're missing the heart because the heart is relationship and the heart is the love that I have for you. And so the good news from that scripture is, is, I don't know if you've noticed it in that scripture, but Jesus says, but repent. Um, And there's, there's, by implication, an amazing truth is behind that repentance is the Father that's waiting there, right? So if if you've forgotten about God, if you've backslidden, if you've Um, just messed up Um, it's not like God takes a walk and he turns his back on you and he goes and he you know thinks well let's go to Matthew you know Matthew's like a worshiper you know let's go spend time with Matthew now God is there committed to you isn't that amazing that is supposed to rock your world right it does mine he's there waiting isn't that amazing even if I'm unfaithful, God remains faithful, right? It doesn't mean I can go and do what I want whenever I want, and, you know, Jesus is going to be fine with it. No. James, thanks. He's a holy God, right? And, you know, when you purposefully sin, it's, there are severe consequences, right? Um, because sin um, causes destruction, Okay, and the enemy thrives on that destruction. So, we can talk a lot about that. But the amazing news is, there's a God that is there. That is amazing, right? If you, if you've studied the religions of the world, you'll know that Christianity is absolutely unique in this way. In that all religions, all worldviews, all deities require that their followers. do things for them, right? Um, sacrifices for them. Whereas our God, the God of Christianity, He sacrifices for us, right? He lays down His life for us. Isn't that amazing, right? That's, that's mind-blowing again. You know, just the, that fact, you know, is an indication of the fact that, you know, Jesus is the only way, right? Because of, of His incredible incredible way. There's nothing like Jesus, and there's nothing like um, the story of Jesus. And so um, Jesus teaches his disciples for three years on what it means to be a community, on what it means to love God and to love your neighbor, on what it means to be the 11 disciples, because what they had, they then multiplied into the nations. And in a very short time, most of Asia knew about Jesus through these um, community, through this community of people, and then you see the same communities in the churches in the different nations, right? God literally multiplied what they had into other communities, and so they started learning what true relationship is about, and so, so I'm going to um, just give you three things that is important. Okay, before I get to the three things, I was there. I got distracted. So if God loves us and he's committed to loving us, again, amazing news. God loves the dad. God loves the mom. God loves every child, right? What would happen if they were to choose to love God back? Next slide, Antonio, please. Right. See, not only is the connection God would from God to man, but there's a return loop. Do you see that? There's now a cycle. Okay? So God loves and there's a return. We love God back. All those connections. Next slide, Antonio. Now what would happen if mom and dad and every child would love each other? Do you see that network of connections? Do you see that network of relationship? Doesn't that communicate safety? Doesn't that communicate flourishing? Doesn't that communicate abundance, right? Not only not only is mom connected to each child, but dad is connected and each child is connected to each child. There is community. Now, Antonio, next slide. What would happen if a community of sixteen people? We are quite a bit more than sixteen people in this room. I imagine the connections for, for for us, right? What would happen if a community choose To receive God's love and to return His love, but then to love one another. Isn't that amazing? Right? That's 16 people building connections. Now, what happens if just one of those connections, say two of those dots, one of those connections break down? Which happens, right? We're in a fallen world, and sometimes relationships are tricky right? Sometimes a connection breaks down. Has that happened to anyone before? Because it's just me, okay? If you guys have had connections, okay. So, it happens. But now, if it happens in that occasion, not a big deal, right? Because there's 15 other connections apart from the, the, the one and most important connection with God the Father, right? Those connections are there. So, you're still safe, you're still part of a community. There's still loving connections, um, and it's healthy, all right. Versus, say we take one of those dots, and there's only a connection to one person, right? Say, say this this person only knows one other believer, and they know God. What happens if that one connection with that other person is broken down? No more connection right? There might still be the connection with the Father, yes, okay? But then you are very easily isolated, and I can say lots more about that. I might say that um, in a couple of weeks' time when we talk about that again. So, I want to just give you a couple of scriptures just to work through um, concerning this. The first one is in Matthew chapter 21. um, Sorry, it's Matthew 7 verse 21. Can I just Read it there from, for you. Um, but something that is really crucial um, in relationship. So, say Matthew and I didn't know each other, we're just strangers, and I come up to Matthew, like this is our first time meeting, and I'm like, Matthew, will you be my friend? Um, I don't know, Matthew's a good guy. Matthew might be open to the idea, but it's a little bit weird, right? It's a little bit like, okay, now there's pressure on Matthew. Okay, how is he going to respond? Is he going to, you know, what, what does it now mean to be my friend? What, what are my expectations? Because if I say, Matthew, are you my friend? I've got a set of expectations. Matthew, you're going to do this. You're going to phone me on my birthday. Matthew, you're going you're to bake me cake on my birthday, Matthew. Um, Matthew, this is what, you're going to be there for me. You're going to phone me. You're going to do all these things for me. Okay? It's a little bit weird. Okay, we don't do that. We, we, and I always say this. Some people say, well, it's so difficult to find friends. And especially Cape Town is difficult, man. When I get here, it's, it's really, really difficult. And I say to them, um, well, it's very easy. If you want lots of friends, then be a good friend. Right? Make sure that you are a friend to many people without strings attached. Right? You're a friend to people. And God will make sure that there are people that become your friends, right? But be a good friend. That's that's your only role, and and by the way, it's just a natural outflow of a loving relationship with Jesus. Is to pour into relationship. Is to give into relationship. All right. So um, I'm going to say a bit about that in a second. But I need to hurry up now. Matthew chapter seven. No more diversions. I'm not going to interrupt myself again. Okay. Matthew seven verse twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So we see here a group of people, you might say community. Um, and they were doing wonders. They were doing um, things in the name of Jesus. They were healing the sick. Now, you cannot do those things without believing in the fact that there is a, a God out there, right? It's not. We're not talking about someone that is a, a professed atheist. Yeah, we're talking about people that know God or know a God, right? Um, believe in Him. Know the name of Jesus because. The only way you're going to have demons flee from you is if you cast them out in the name of Jesus. So they knew the power of the name of Jesus. But here's something interesting. They come to Jesus, and Jesus says, depart from me because I do not know you. Now, that sentence always surprises me. Because do you think that God knows everything about you? What does the scripture say? He knows, he knows how many hair are on your head. He knows everything that ever happened in your life. He know, knows more about you than you yourself. Way more. Right? He, he knows what you did 10 years ago that you completely forgot about. Um, I'm always surprised how God reminds me of things I promised him, promised him 15 years ago. I forget. Jesus never forgets. Right? And he reminds me. You said that, then I'm, okay, I forgot. Um, but God does not forget. So it surprises me that Jesus then says, I never knew you. Isn't that strange? I would think the scriptures should say, um, you know, you guys never knew me, Jesus. Don't you think that's what it's supposed to be? All right? But no, it's not. Okay? we We don't change the word, the word changes us, okay, and so, so Jesus doesn't say that, he says, I never knew you, All right, and so there's, there's a knowing that is deeper than information, okay, and so you can know things about God, or you can know God, you can quote a couple of scriptures, or you can know that Jesus spoke to you this morning, and you hear his voice, And He's real to you. But more than that, there's a response that comes from pursuing Jesus that is is a two-way communication. Almost like that circle we saw earlier. God gives His love and we respond to His love. We give it back. And as we give it back, as we begin to share of ourselves, Jesus knows us. Right? He begins to know us. He does know us. He knows everything about you. But then intimacy grows where Jesus knows you because you share of your life with Him. That is a true knowing. That's true connection with Jesus when there's two-way communication, which is the basis of relationship. So that is that is the most important connection is that connection with Jesus. And then secondly, and just as important, is... Um, is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 147, verse 18 says, He sends out His word and melts them. He causes His wind to blow and the waters flow. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes relationship in a Christian community work. Right? He makes sure um, that there's connection. The the Holy Spirit is actually called the spirit of fellowship in Scripture. So, there is a supernatural connection. If you love Jesus and you follow God, there's a supernatural connection between us, right? There is a community, and it's, it's the default, right? This, the Bible teaches that unity is not something we work on. Unity is something we have already. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me, and He lives in Matthew he lives in Sifa, and He lives in Kiara, and He lives in each one of us. So there is unity from the word go, right? Because we have the unity of the Spirit. Okay, so there's, 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 you know, there's the Holy Spirit that helps us to build community. All the way keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. All the way focusing on Him. We are not a social club. Did you know that? We're a community of followers of Jesus. Big difference. Okay? The Holy Spirit is there to help us build community. And we're almost done. Shake the person next to you and say something. I don't know what. Say something. Okay. Last word, then we're going to get practical. So, the last thing that is important to community is. Soft hearts. I mentioned it a bit earlier when we were praying. Soft hearts is crucial. Jesus rebuked his disciples for one thing. He wasn't upset with them for, you know, I, many times I th- could think, you know, Jesus, why, why are you, you know, still having confidence in this group of people? Why are you have, having confidence in me still? Right? But Jesus, you know, says you know, one thing really upset him about his disciples and that was not because, um, you know, he was upset when they were, were thinking, you know, the, the others were, you know, they were talking, they were saying, I'm greater than you and discussing who who's the greatest. But something that upset Jesus more than that even was um, when Jesus saw their hearts and he saw that they hardened their hearts. And then Jesus rebuked them. He said, He said, you know, you faithless and perverse generation. I don't know about you, but that's quite hard words to the people most close to him. Right? But Jesus said, you have hardened your hearts. You've just seen the miracles. You've just seen me multiplying the bread, but yet you've hardened your heart. Right? And there's, there's you know, the, the, that's again, we were, I was praying earlier and we were talking about the, the enemy that he's guarding for your heart. And he's got one purpose, he wants to harden your heart. Some of you are shaking your head. You know what it's about. You've experienced this. He wants you to, to, to close off to community. He wants you to close off to God and worship. He wants you to walk into worship, amazing worship like we had tonight. And, and you know, you're just standing there and I'm, you know, indifferent. And I'm, I'm just going through the motions here. Guess what? You know, the Pharisees were like that. They knew so much information. They, they, they had the method of religion, right? They did the form of religion but their hearts were far from God. That allowed their hearts to become hardened, right? And so a good loving community has soft hearts towards one another, have have allowed God to remove obstacles in our hearts to one another, whether it's cultural obstacles, whether it's um, perceptions, whether it's um, mindsets of who certain people are. Now we return to the unity of the Spirit, right, seeing as Christ sees. So I'm going to end off with this. And then I'm going to actually it's, um, also ask, all the, well not, ask all the small group leaders to quickly come out from where you are. We're going to pray for you. Matthew, you can also come up. Jamie, um, you can also come out. Um, all the community leaders, quickly come out to the front. I'm going to just share this while you're coming down. A couple of weeks ago, I was praying with a friend. And I, you guys can just, Move over there. Um, I was praying with a friend, and we were praying together, and I suddenly got a tongue, right? Tongue, and I, at the same time, it doesn't often happen, but I got the interpretation as well of my own tongue. And so, the tongue went like this. Um, so, did you see what has happened to my son? And I felt God was referring not to 2,000 years ago. But recently, things, specifics that I can share with later. And then secondly, God asked the following question. This was now the interpretation of the tongue. Are you willing to go where my son is at? Are you willing to go there? And so my friend is a pastor as well. I was, I could see he was really wrestling. And I thought he was still hearing from God. And so I was like, okay, well, are you going to share with me what God is saying to you as well? I'm the only one that's been sharing and then he said no 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 it's not like he's got something he's just like really wrestling with the question and so firstly he thought of the question and so he said to Jesus Jesus where are you so that I can go where you are going and when he said it he, he felt no 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 wrong question not where are you Jesus but the answer is yes okay the question was are you willing to go where Jesus So, the the question to, to, or the answer to Jesus is not, Jesus, where are you? I'll go there. No, the answer is yes. I'll go there regardless of where is Jesus. If you're there, I want to be there. Okay? If you are there, I want to be there. And so, Jesus is going to begin to ask you to go into places, but firstly, He wants one thing from you Yes. Yes, Jesus. I know. Where you are at, it's the best place to be. I love the, you know, one of the last things before Jesus goes to the cross, He says to His disciples, "Are you gonna?" Because everyone walks away from Jesus, uh, He says to His disciples, "Peter, are you also, you, are you guys also gonna leave." And then Peter says, "Where else shall we go? We've we've seen too much. We've seen too. Much. We've seen this Jesus. There is no other place we can. There's not nothing that compares to being with where Jesus is, right? He is our everything." right? And that to me is a picture of a Jesus community. That is a picture of the church. It's not a social club. It's not a group of people that are together because of what we can get from each other. It's a group of people that love one another because we love to be where Jesus is at, because we love Jesus and we are all for Jesus. Our lives are everything for him. So I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to pray for uh, the community leaders because it's a big responsibility on them, right? Not not that they are supposed to um, drag us to Jesus. No, the good news is that in Christ, all of us have the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, only certain people had the Holy Spirit, the kings, the priests, and the prophets, so you had to go to the priest to get God no, to God. But no, Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. We all can know Jesus. Amen? You can go straight to Jesus. You can hear his voice. But God has given us leaders, right, to look out for us and to be overseers of ourselves. So we're going to pray for them. will why don't you just, can we all stand and let's stretch out our hands to these people. God, we thank you. For this group of amazing men and women of God that you have anointed and appointed and empowered by your spirit to be leaders, God. Thank you, Father, that there's not a heavy yoke on them, but it's a light yoke, the yoke of Jesus. And they can just be lovers of you. They can just be worshipers. They can be Joshua and Caleb's God, seeing the promised land and seeing the giants, but they're not afraid. Thank you for fearlessness this year, God. Thank you for such a boldness, God. Even as the word came yesterday that, that um, Lord, you are releasing lions. God, your lions are being set free and being called. Thank you, Father, that they can move out and run in all that you have for
1: them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, what I would like us to do is... Um... Who of you? I just want to make sure that everyone is clear. I know some of you are still new. You don't maybe know how um, this works in terms of small groups and things. Basically, small groups is a connecting place where people meet. You meet once a week, where you really support each other. You really build relationships. Um, It's always healthy to meet with people that are seeking God, but that are also in a a good place. Um, So, for those of you that are here for the first time. Um, maybe to make it things easier. Who of you stays in Gracia, for example? Oh, the two of you. Jamie, who's with? M J. So M J is the leader. So you must always make sure you you connect with her. Who of you stays in Tagal? Okay, great. Who's the leader there? Ah, make sure after the service you connect with her. And who of you stays in Leo Markwood? Put your hand up. Oh, great. So those of you that are leaders at Leo Markwood, you must look at them. You must see who, who lifted their hands. Put your hand up again. Okay, great. Okay, awesome. So make sure after the service, you meet with them. Don't just go home, right? right? Don't also just go home. Make sure you greet them. You ask where they stay, which room they stay, so that you can connect together. Amen. And who of you stays in Copano? No one. Wolsack. Wolsack. France. Talent. Bokang. All right. I will meet with you guys. So please make sure you don't go home if we don't see each other. Um, another residence. Clarinus. Clarendon or Clarendon. Just put your hand up. Just you and. Ah, great. Awesome. Make sure you meet with Gavis. Where's Gavis? Ah, great. <laughs> Rochester. Put your hand up. Okay. Cool. And which other residents that I forgot? Forest Hill. Obs. the Residence. Put your hand up. Okay, great. Obz, who is the leader of Pendulua? Offence. Where is Offence? There, there, you go. Okay, great. So, which one did, did I forget? Anyone? Huh? Varietas and University House and Forest Hill. Put your hand. And which one? College House. Just put your hand up. Okay, Jamie. I think I've spoken to you. I understand where you're staying now. Forest still, That means you need to meet two of them. Okay? So please make sure that you are in a small group. Alright? Please make sure that you are connected because that will be very important. And I'm going to finish. Oh, actually, who of you stays off campus? You're not in any residence. Just, oh wow. That is amazing. So all the independent ones that are (laughs) off campus (laughs) so all the girls please make sure you speak to jamie he will tell you where you should go and all the guys you can speak to me or you can speak to our monday or blessing day will get you to the right place but we want to make sure that every one of us this wednesday you are not isolated amen do you know in the bible even when a prophet was isolated once Elijah, who was one of the most powerful prophets in the Bible, the moment he was isolated, he started thinking that he was the only prophet that remained. He was actually telling God, that, I'm the only one that I've remained. who haven't bowed. God told him, you're not the only one. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> There's still so many that haven't bowed. When you are isolated, you can easily be deceived, even if you are spirit-filled to your toe. right? So we want to really make sure that no one is isolated. So if you came here for the first time, make sure you feel who came here for the first time. Just put your hand up again. Did you all receive a welcoming card? No. So my brother with beautiful locks didn't receive the the welcome card. So if one can give who can give him you receive that tattoo. All right. So make sure You fill in the card. Where do you stay, by the way? Lisbeth. Great. So, uh, blessing, you can speak to him, please. Make sure he he does fill the cards properly as well. And he gets the coffee. Okay. So we want to make sure everyone is plugged in. We don't want everybody to say, no, I came to that church and and people ignored me. Nobody greeted me. Nobody cared about me. No, we are caring already about you. All right. All right. So, the next thing that I want to say is, some of you, you saw on the, on the screen, Encounter One, which is a great place where we, we, we learn about, you know, the Holy Spirit, salvation, and all of these basic things of Christianity. So, I would like to ask all of you that responded for the prayer, this Saturday, please do come and ask your small group leader or ask me after the service, where is the location and uh, you can please go there and learn about these things. Don't spend just your Saturdays watching series, all Right? You can also come and really learn the basic of Christianity. You know, I think that hunger. Sometimes we say, well, I, I've already known about this salvation thing. I was already in church by the time I was nine years old. No, that is pride. That is super pride, all Right? Everything in the Word, we can read it every day, All right? So I want to encourage you, take it easy, come on a Saturday, spend some time together with other people, learning about the basic things about Christianity. You know, when God comes and many times speaks to our hearts, he often reminds us of basic things, the foundational things. God will not come and try to, to impress you. No, many times God, in fact, in the Bible, every time there was a prophetic word given to an individual, many times it always had to do with, taking the person back to God. Every time there was a personal prophecy, many times it had to do with God wanting the attention back from the person. So God will always call you into the basic things. All right? So I want to encourage you, please make sure that you get all the details about it and the address and everything. Amen? You guys are very quiet, eh? Eh? Don't be too quiet like that. <laughs> I think we've reached the end of the service. Thank you so much. Please don't rush. There are some coffee there. We can fellowship there. Introduce yourself to someone. You know, make sure you remember the name of the person so that next time you don't just greet them like, Hi, how are you now? All right? <laughs> Thanks so much. If you would like to help us in setting down, you're welcome as well to join us in setting down. Thanks a lot, Shofar Band, for worshiping with us. And remember, 28th of February, his album is going to be out on Spotify and Apple Music. Please check it out. All right? Thank you.